Good morning, church. Good morning. It is so good to be with you. I know that the forecast this morning is for snow, and so if you're not in the parking lot, I understand, but I also want to say good morning to those that are here. How many of you, and me, how many of you have struggled with the statement, Adam sinned, and so we're born into sin as sinners? And I mean struggled with why did we end up like this through a representative, so to speak, of Adam? First of all, I want to make sure you know it's okay to struggle and wrestle with concepts. It really is, especially biblical ones like this one. It's okay to struggle with them and, and to hear an opinion and go, I don't know. Um, but one of the things I want to make sure that you always do is when you're struggling with some concept like this, you ask yourself a series of questions about whether or not it's a salvation issue. And salvation issues are very simply the things that, that salvation requires. So, um, do you have to understand everything to have salvation? I don't believe so, but one of the things you should cling to, and this is the salvation issue for me, is Jesus, not things, person. You cling to him saying, I don't always get what's going on, but I got you. And his response is, and I have you. And so this morning, as we're in our text this morning, John 19.1 deals with this. This is a coronation, so be listening to the things. I'll stop and describe some of them as we go. John 19.1, I'm reading from the New Living. Then Pilate had Jesus flogged with a lead-tipped whip. The soldiers wove a crown of thorns and put it on his head, and they put a purple robe on him and said, Hail, King of the Jews! They mocked as they slapped him across the face. I want to make sure you know this is a coronation. Even if it's a mock coronation or they're mocking him, it's still a coronation, right? There's a crown, a robe, and a charge. A crown, a robe, a charge, and an announcement. Uh, more public announcements later. The charge. How many of you are familiar with somebody being knighted and they take the sword and they touch their shoulders with it. I know that's the modern way of doing it. In the old times, they took the sword and they whacked them on the shoulder like with, it was a charge, much more like a slap. And, and your ability to take that sort of thing meant that you could stand up in the face of what was going on. Okay, so they slapped him across the face. That's, hail, king of the Jews, the announcement. When, G when they saw him, the leading priests and the temple guards began shouting, Crucify him! Crucify him! Take him yourselves and crucify him. I find him not guilty, said Pilate. The Jewish leaders replied, But our law, by our law he ought to die because he called himself the Son of God. And when Pilate heard this, he was more frightened than ever. He took Jesus back into the headquarters again and asked him, Where are you from? But Jesus gave no answer. Why don't you talk to me, Pilate demanded. Don't you realize that I have the power to release you or to crucify you? Then Jesus said, you would have no power over me at all unless it were given to you from above. And so the one who handed me over to you has the greater sin. 
Now, who handed him over to to Pilate at that time? Was it Caiaphas? Yeah. But was it the leaders? Yes. Was it the people? Yes. In this case, it was the people through Caiaphas and their leadership. We talked about that last week with the handing over of Samson by the leaders as well and the call of somebody else. And then Pilate tried to release him again anyway. But the Jewish leader shouted, if you release this man, you are no friend of Caesar. That's a technical term meaning somebody and somebody that wanted, like uh, Pilate who wanted position, being a friend of Caesar was a great big deal. Anyone who declares himself a king is a rebel against Caesar. When they said this, Pilate brought Jesus out to them again, and Pilate sat down on the judgment seat on the platform of the stone pavement called Gabatha. Gabata. It was about noon in the day of the preparation for the Passover, and Pilate said to the people, Look, here is your king. Now I need to say something really fast here, because the Greek and this place, Gabata, was the place of judgment. It was the place that was both holy, that, that, that it was a high elevated sort of court place where capital cases were decided often and some of the stones were smooth and polished and some were rough and it meant that that it was a holy place and a place where outsiders could come and they could meet and so there's quite a bit of of uh, history and tradition around this place the bema seat the place of judgment, the Bema seat, is in the smooth and holy place. And there's quite a bit of stuff about whether Pilate could actually have sat there. need you to know that, because the Greek is not really specific. It's very, it's a, it's a, well, let me say that almost everybody translates it this way. There are some alternate translations where Pilate brings out Jesus and sat him on the Bema seat. And that explains this look, here is your king statement. Pilate standing, Jesus on the Bema seat, the judgment seat, and, and the people go, away with him, away with him, they yell, crucify him. What? Crucify your king. See, that's a much more natural reading of the thing then and them and him placing Jesus in the judgment seat rather than him sitting on the judgment saying here's your king like this and them get, going all crazy we have no king but Caesar take him off right they shot it back and then Pilate turned him over to be crucified this is a coronation it's a public announcement it is the Luke 19, 11 to 27 in writing, right? This is Luke 19. A man of noble birth went to a distant country to have himself appointed king and then to return. And so he called 10 of his servants and gave them 10 minas and put them to work until I come back. But his subjects hated him and sent a delegation after to say, we don't want this man to be made king. And yet he was. Okay, so... That's the coronation. He went to a foreign power, was declared king. I believe that the more natural reading of that is that Pilate sat Jesus on the Bema seat and that 
was why they went so wild and crazy at this point because of what they did. And it, and it's not out of out of weirdnesses that they would do that. Often when they would visit one king or another, they would let the other one have a, let's have the judgment of somebody else. And, and they would set them on the scene as a foreign king. It's not that unusual. But why is this coronation so important? Or better yet, why am I making such a big deal out of it? The issue theologically is between replacement salvation or representative salvation. And those are um, terms that talk about what Jesus did and how he did it on the cross. And there's quite an argument in the technical um, issues about whether or not Jesus was our replacement on the cross. In other words, he died for my sins. And there's quite a place theologically for representative salvation, that Jesus took all of humanity's place on the cross for the sins of the world. Now, which one of those is right? Well, of course, both of them are right. If you have sins and you've done this and you've got sin in your life, then you needed specific salvation or 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 um, saving from those sins. But of course, I have talked to you at length about there being three types of sins. And the first type is, by the way, what is a sin? Sin is a technical word for something that breaks relationships one way or the other, makes things not work right, falls short of the mark. But sin, the first type of sin is the sin that I do. So personal sin, first person sin, the sin I do that gets on me and others. There's the second person sin, the second type of sin, the second person meaning something somebody else did that got on me. So if you know somebody that did something and it got on you, that's second person sin. And then there's the generic third person sin, the sin we all walk around in that it doesn't do any good to point out who did it because we all just have it and it's on us. And so what's the big deal? The big deal is is that Israel is a nation of priests, and a priest or a pope is a bridge builder, a a representative, and a king of a nation of priests would be our representative. In the same way that Adam was the first man, and I'm not making this up, if we go to Romans 12 to 17, it talks about this, that that just as sin came into the world through one man and death through sin, and so death spread to all men because all sin, for sin indeed was in the world before the law was given. But sin is not counted where there is no law. Yet death reigned from Adam to Moses, even over those whose sinning was not like the transgression of Adam, who was the type of the one who was to come. This is the representative stuff. This is why I asked you, have you struggled with this Adam's sin stuff? Here it is. But the free gift is not like the trespass. For if many died through one man's trespass, much more have the grace of God and the free gift by the grace of that one man Jesus abounded for many. 
and the free gift is not like the result of the one man's sin, for the judgment following one trespass brought condemnation, but the free gift following many trespasses brought justification. Okay, that's through the life of the one man, Jesus the Christ. And Christ is not his last name, remember? It's a role, it's a Messiah, it's a king, priest, figure. And again, in 1 Corinthians 15, 40, it talks about this natural body versus spiritual body. And in 45, so it is written, the first man, Adam, became a living being, and the last Adam, a life-giving spirit. The last Adam, Jesus. This is why this representative is such a big deal. We need a personal Savior, yes. We need a personal replacement on the cross, and he did that. The answer, of course, is that he did replace us at the cross, and he represented us for the purpose of dealing with all the sin. And, and I'm making a big deal out of this because of this one thing. We're all waiting around in all three types of sin, and if you have a spot in your life where you'd like to be clean, getting rid of your sin does not get you out of the mess. You need a personal Savior, but you need it all dealt with so that it could have no effect. That's why you need both. And so my question to you today is this. What will come out of your mouth? What are the words that you'll say when you see Jesus sitting on the Bema seat of the seat of judgment at Gabata at the high place? Will you say, this is my king, yay, my king, my savior? Or will you say, I have no king but Caesar. I have no king but Tsar Alexander. I have no king but Kaiser. I have no king but Caesar, with the very humanness of this, mine, he is mine. And so I implore you today that even if you don't always understand all that's going on here, that you cling to him, just as I said before, I don't always get it, but I always get you. This is the he is mine and I am his. Can you say that with me? He is mine, and I am his. He is my king, and I belong to him. Can you say that with me? He is my king, and I belong to him. Thank you. Will you pray with me? Lord Jesus, this morning as we come and we recognize that you are not just a priest, but a king, the Christ, the Messiah, that you, Lord, will come to us, that you will, that you will take care of us, that you will cleanse us and make us white as snow. Not just the stuff that we've done, but that you'll cleanse us and free us from all iniquity and all trespass. In your precious name, Lord Jesus, amen.